Welcome in to the Magic the Gathering unofficial audiobooks podcast. I am your host, Phil Dawson, and today is our final podcast before we start up book three of the Artifact Cycle, Time Streams. And as promised in our recap episode, I was going to try to get a lore master of sorts on with us to really help set the table for what we're about to get into. And I couldn't be happier to be joined by a co-host of the Vorthos cast, Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. Lorelai, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you on. Yeah, it's it's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so we'll jump into the lore shortly, but I wanted to start with you a little bit, and mm-hmm. let's start with the Vorthos cast itself. For those who don't know what it is, can you explain what the show is about, how it came to be, and how you got involved? Uh, so, gosh, uh backstory of the vorthos cast uh i it goes back to around magic origins uh when um i started to get way more involved in um talking about magic lore online uh, uh largely on tumblr and twitter around the same time that uh jay and ellie and uh carrie thomas had started um if if you followed Vorthos shenanigans on the internet over the last seven-ish years. Uh, you've probably run across one or two of us at some point, maybe all of us. Uh, and uh, we we all got to be friends uh, talking about uh, theories about who the Raven Man could be. And uh, Jay had published a very large article uh, over on MTG Salvation uh, that Carrie and I uh, contributed a lot to. And 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 from there, we, we uh, just became good Vorthos pals and... Uh, uh, every now and then would float the idea for a podcast and then like, oh, that's a lot of work, so we're not going to do it. Uh, and then Dominario was coming out. Um, and we were like, this is the perfect opportunity because this set's going to be like, they, they've explicitly said the theme of this set is going to be talking about history. So if we wanted to start a podcast, this was the opportunity. Uh, so the three of us started... Um, and uh, we, we basically just started introducing people to the history of Dominaria, the characters, the events, uh, basically all the background knowledge that you would need to get all the references that ended up in the set. Um, and uh, then, you know, we talked about uh, the magic stories by Martha Wells that got published uh, during that set. And uh, that was 200 episodes ago. Uh, Ooh. Uh, we are uh, uh, this week, actually, uh, that, that we are recording this episode. Uh, we are recording our 200th episode of the Vorthos cast. Uh, so we've added uh, uh, a couple folks over uh, the years. Uh, we've had a couple other co-hosts join us and then leave us. Uh, we currently have uh, Brian and Chris on. And uh, so, yeah, we've we've just been doing that for uh, over three years now. That's so cool. And it's really good. It is so great. The mm-hmm. most episode, uh, the most recent episode I listened to was all about Elspeth and mm-hmm. obviously the new set coming out. So it's really cool. And you guys do such a great job. And uh, so it's really fun for me, too. So as we uh, get, get into this, how, how what was it? What character? What set? So the Dominaria set is what started the podcast. Mm-hmm. What was it for you as a magic player or what got you into magic personally? And then how, and then the story, the story started becoming maybe the, the main focus for you to, to grab your interest. Uh, well, I started playing magic in 2003. Um, I, I was aware that magic existed. I had seen the Microprose game at a friend's house. Uh, another friend had some cards and I'd seen the art. So I, I knew it was a thing that existed. Um, 
And uh, I I was uh, shown, let's see, uh, it was, this was the summer 8th edition came out. And so Onslaught Block was the thing happening uh, at the time. And uh, I saw the card Quicksilver from Legions. And I was like, what the heck is a sliver? I, I you know, you read the card text, uh, you know, all, you can cast all your sliver cards uh, um, as though they were instants. And I'm like, well, okay, so it's a sliver and it helps other slivers. What does that mean? Uh, and a friend explained to me what slivers were. And I'm like, wow, that's cool as cool. hell. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to learn to play magic because these seem awesome. Um, and at that point, I didn't know magic had stories. Uh, it was a long, long time until I, uh, you know, uh, really got into the lore. A big part of that was accessibility. Um, having having magic story in novels that I didn't know existed because there was no marketing for them right. uh, didn't help me get into magic story. But uh, a cool thing happened in Cons of Tarkir, which was a web fiction version of the story got published and it was free and online right on the Wizards website. And, you know, the website that I was reading daily articles on because they used to have a lot more articles. Uh, and so I was like, great. Um, and, uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm a writer and a lit person, um, by, by nature in general. So, uh, I got immediately sucked in, um, and, uh, you know, uh, over the years have kept up with new things, have gone back and, and read a bunch of old things and, uh, just, uh, amassed an archive of primary source documents that, uh, have just. God, there's so much magic lore. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's part hard. of the reason for the podcast. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's uh there's a lot of magic lore, and it's really hard for like a single person to experience it all. So part of the goal of the podcast is to like, hey, if you don't know all like the not even deep cuts, even the mildly deep cuts are like <laughs> hard to pick up on all of the things. So part of the podcast is like, hey, you don't have time as a listener to to do all the things we have done. Uh, and so uh, we'll do that for you and convey that information. Um, yeah, and it really goes over well. I know, too, for me, is the, a, a similar experience. Um, uh, the Invasion books. I happen to mm -hmm. have a friend who runs a local game store in Madison, Wisconsin. Shout out Mox Mania and Magic Mike. But he let me borrow this Invasion cycle of books. So I played, you know, I played casually and it was fun because I knew him. And, mm -hmm. and then these books were just so intense and grotesque and filled with great descriptions of what Phyrexia is and all these adventures and characters I had never heard of before in the magic lore. And so then you start digging. And like you said, it's like this, it's this, mm -hmm. this spiral that goes down like what, where, where, well, <laughs> and so, and, and then because uh, I just happened to be in, you know, radio stuff and the books were mm -hmm. so good and I, I, I just want to share them. You know, that's mm -hmm. the basic, like people have to hear these stories because they're so cool. So. Yeah, uh, this is a very cool project you have going. Um, I, I know there's uh, the other uh, major audio book podcast project was Voice of All, which was reading uh, the web fiction. Um, yeah. But, but as far as I know, you're the first person who's really delved into like, some of the older novels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so in, in this kind of format. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And it's been so fun and great response too. so. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving doing it. Speaking of that, we as a podcast, so we're just about yeah. get, to get into time streams. We yeah, finished Planeswalker. We said goodbye to Zancha and Rat, and you know we're under the impression that uh, Urza is pretty much a psycho, but you know uh -huh. powerful and obsessed <laughs> with Phyrexia. Um, 
and I didn't get to do this. I didn't even think about this after the Brothers War. So I was hoping to have you on and help mm-hmm. fill in the gaps that we missed and need to know as we get ready for time stream. So, um, I mean, hey, so, so I just want to I, I <laughs> laughed when he sent me the list because uh, we're looking at about 3000 years of Dominarian history. <laughs> All right. So let's pick out. I don't know. I thought let's pick out 100 of the most important <laughs> things. So, uh, let's start here, though, because significant characters. Um, mm-hmm. we, we didn't get a chance to read the thread. I just don't have the book. The characterization mm-hmm. that we have so far of Yawgmoth is almost like this Voldemort from Harry Potter character. He's the ineffable he who shall not be named, but his story is in the Thran, correct? Mm -hmm. So what is he about and what can you characterize him and what he was like before he is this ineffable that the the vision that we have of him? Oh, uh, (laughs) if you can. Top, topical for the modern day, uh, he is a, basically a medical charlatan. Uh, his big shtick in the Thran Empire was that he uh, saw, so, God, uh, not even, I said topical for today, and now I'm going to reference Mission Impossible 2 because his. <laughs> Uh, his, his whole plan in uh, is basically the plot of Mission Impossible 2. He created diseases that he also created the cures for ah. and then sold and, and got famous as a physician. Uh, he he um, conned his way into uh, the inner circles of the Thran elite, uh, which in the novel are uh, represented by the artificers Glacian and Rebecca. Mm. Um, Yogmoth is god he's just a bad dude uh so at his core he's a eugenicist um the the novel of a thran is largely about his descent into uh like if you if you think he lacks empathy by manipulating plagues for his own personal benefit he has even <laughs> less empathy for other people by the end oh. um in which case uh you know he's he has the f- fully formed concepts of flesh is a disease that can only be cured by the mechanical superiority of phyrexia sure um and uh yeah if you just came out of planeswalker you met gix yeah, so, and uh, the, he was on the Thran too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was. Uh, so the Thran, the thing about the Thran novel is that there's literally no good guys in this book. Well, Rebecca sort of right at the end um, does a thing for the greater good, but uh, the Thran are bad people. Um, they have the. Uh, first really human known human empire uh in dominarian history uh 5000 years before Urza and Mishra were born right. uh they have these gig- you know they they are very talented artificers uh they don't really know about colored mana um but uh they they have this technology called power stones uh, which uh contain mana and physical space uh they're also basically radioactive um, and, uh, again, topical, the Thran, God, if you want to understand a lot of things happening in the world today, read the Thran, uh, because the Thran's radioactive technology ends up essentially poisoning a whole bunch of their population with a disease they call typhus. Mm. Um, 
And the Thrant solution to this problem of a bunch of radiation sickness individuals is to stuff them in a cave below their floating capital of Halcyon. So we have the Caves of the Damned, um, where they basically take a bunch of chronically ill and disabled citizens of the Thrant Empire and stuff them into a corner and forget about them. Uh, this is where Gix is. Um, and uh, Gix, you might understand, is a little upset uh, about uh, how he and his uh, folks have been treated. And so when Yogmoth comes around and says, hey, hey, y'all want to get revenge on the Thran Empire? They're all very happy to join him and go to Phyrexia because he does say, hey, by the way, I can get you revenge on the people who wronged you and I can cure your disease. By the way, the cure for the disease is to just stop being made of flesh because metal is better. So everyone come to my conversion chambers and with my glistening oil and I will turn you into horrific necro machines uh, and you will be my army. And Gix is really happy about this. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how they get their start. Uh, it is important to note, though, uh, for for all the horror and awful things Yogmoth does, the first time he travels through the Blind Eternities, Planeswalker named Die Fed takes him to uh, a plane called Perulia, and uh, the trip, uh, like Yogmoth's human body is so feeble that he literally gets a tummy ache so bad he keels over and starts crying next to Die Fed, and I think that's just. Very wimpy of him, and I appreciate that little detail. <laughs> yeah. That it uh, seems pretty wimpy for the ineffable at that. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I just really appreciate that, like, Yagma's whole transition to uh, unstoppable death cloud of ultimate destruction. Yeah. Uh, God of a machine hell. Uh, and, and he starts as this wimpy little sniveling uh, con man. Um, man. And it makes uh, me want to read this book. I could, I really yeah. feel bad that I don't have it. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the big setup for Brothers, Bro Brothers, where I think gives you most of the important parts, uh, that you would have needed to know from the Thran, which is largely that Rebecca sealed Phyrexia away in the caves of Koilos by breaking the Power Stone, yeah, uh, which is. Obviously, very important to the Erzomisra story because that's the whole reason two snobby rich kids nearly destroyed the world. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's move on. Let's and and actually, yeah. right right where you're at here. So mm -hmm. uh, they go on to, I guess, destroy almost destroy the entire world, and then there's this uh -huh. three thousand year ice age. Now, what I want to uh -huh. know about the ice age is, um. Are, do do we meet do we meet anyone that's important like later on like did we miss a character that that we need to know for you know the 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 rest of the artifact into the weatherlight cycle like are there important characters that come back that we didn't get a chance to meet through this ice age story so uh the big one. So you mentioned earlier reading invasion and being like, "Wow, there's so much here." And so the invasion block is where most of this stuff is going to get picked up again. Uh, the invasion block does something very silly and says, "Hey, let's take all of magic lore for all of the like what seven ish years, six or seven ish years it's been around, and put everything into this big <laughs> climax." Uh, so like a whole bunch of the planeswalkers in uh, the invasion block are from. Uh, the old Armada comics from like 96, um, which are vastly 
uh, frenetic in quality. Uh, I adore some of them, and then some of them are. Eh. But um, uh, characters like uh, Freilis and um, uh, Taysir and um, there's the other one, Christina. Um, are from the Armada comics. Lord Wingrace is from uh, there's ah, two right. anthologies by Harper Prism, um, Tapestries and Distant Plains. Wingrace is name dropped in those as just a cat warrior planeswalker right. who's revered yeah. as a god, and he gets brought into the story. Um, Teferi uh, existed in Mirage and gets brought up, and and uh, God Dario was, I think, in one of the Harper Prism things. Either one of the novels or the short story. So they like excavated a bunch of characters uh, from there. Uh, but mostly, um, most of the stuff that happens in the Ice Age is, is pretty tight to the Ice Age. Um, yeah, God, even Empress Galena doesn't show up again until uh, Invasion, but that's because of time travel shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the thing, so I, I, I said the thing about 3,000 years of Ice Age history before, uh, and the reality is we actually don't know what happens on Dominaria for most of that time. Um, we have, uh, so so the Brothers War ends uh, in like 62 AR. Right. And um, I think it's 62. It's the 60s AR. Uh, and and that begins the Ice Age, which doesn't officially start for a couple more centuries. And in, there's kind of this interstitial time where the climate's going to hell. Uh, and that's when we get uh, Fallen Empires. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, about the collapse of uh, the civilizations of Sarpedia, uh, which is basically Dominari in Australia. Um, and uh, we get the dark, uh, which covers a, a lot of the things happening on Terrasier. Um, and, uh, but, but for most of the Ice Age, all we know about it is that it was cold and people were generally unhappy about it. Yeah. Um, it's not really till right at the end of the Ice Age uh, where characters like Freilis get introduced. Uh, but I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of anyone very specifically in, in any of the artifact cycle who, who is from the Ice Age. Uh, there's, like, historical backstory about the formation of New Argive. Um, but... Uh, how about in terms of uh, so like in Planeswalker, we got a good good view of, you know, like the blind eternities and how mm-hmm. how things work in the mm-hmm. magic world. Did we get mm-hmm. anything like that in Ice Age? Because what I what I feel like we've missed in at least the first two, first two books is really like how mana and magic work. Yeah. So that's partially intentional. Um, like a big thing in the Brothers War is that most people don't know magic exists. Right. Uh, we get a, a little of, hint of it. Uh, right, right. And and so Brothers War is largely about Urza and Mitra who are artificers and working with Thran technology. Again, the Thran didn't know colored mana existed. Yeah. They didn't really have complex mana theories that would eventually develop on Dominaria. Everything was done with these magical stones that they're like, hey, this works. Uh, and, and so that's largely what Urza and Mitra experiment with. 
and it's only um, it's only in uh, Teresia City and and the Union, the Third Path, where you have characters like uh, Drafna and Hercule. Hercule's right. really the first person in Dominarian history to rediscover that magic exists. Uh, Hercule's connections with the land is her making mana bonds and, and using that to power magic. Um, and so uh, those books don't really talk about magic. Like Brothers War really doesn't address it much except for those uh, discussions from Hercule because it's just not a thing people know how to do yet. And then when you get to Planeswalker, like Urza's already this ultimate powerful being and like Xantia's just a Phyrexian and like doesn't do big fancy magic things. Right. She's just a badass. Sarah, Sarah mentions like, you know, she's yeah. built out of white magic, white mana yes. and you can't have black mana and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But like, there's no explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's, there's some explanations in that. Again, uh, there's explanations in, uh, there's a, a four issue series in the Armada comics uh, called Wayfarer. Uh, which take place shortly after the Ice Age ends uh, and is uh, largely involve uh, Christina of the Woods, a uh, she's about a thousand year old planeswalker at this point, teaching a uh, very young Jason Carthalian, uh, who becomes a planeswalker later, um, about mana and magic. Um, and uh, like most... There's, there's discussions about how magic works in some of the short stories and the anthologies, which are largely set between the Brothers War and the Ice Age. Yeah. Um, but the, the Ice Age itself, there's... Uh, I'm trying to think of the Gathering Dark goes into it. So they, the Ice Age cycle largely follows Joda, mm. who's a, a descendant of either Urza or Mishra. Um because uh, we don't know who Harbin's dad is. Right. <laughs> uh, he's a descendant of Harbin. We know that. Um, <laughs> and becomes immortal because he falls into the Fountain of Youth trying to hide from, uh, I think it's goblins. He's pursued by some kind of villain and falls into uh, the Fountain of Youth by accident and accidentally becomes immortal. Um, but uh, Joda does some exploration of magic. Uh, but... Um, we're left with still like it's a it's it's a mystery, right? Yeah, like or there's knowledge a, of how to some people have the knowledge how to use it, but it doesn't go into any sort of description, right? Right. And one also the way magic is generally portrayed in the mold, like magic in general tries to avoid being too overly technical about how its metaphysics work. Um and especially, especially when it comes to like using magic, like we have thirty years of lore, and we've like can cobble together theories of mana and and stuff. But uh, you know, the average magic user like can use magic, and they don't know how it works necessarily. Like the average pyromancer doesn't internalize that they're a red mage, and they're specifically tapping into red mana from mountains. Yeah, uh, good point. That that's just yeah. not a thing that most mages in magic lore think about mm. um uh you're only really and going to encounter characters who think about magic that way if they are like specifically mana scholars or again some of the old planeswalker stuff uh a, a lot of the really old magic fiction goes into like tons of technical detail about how magic works and then some of those rules have changed over the years but uh 
Yeah. Again, we're talking to Lorelai Weisel-Labrezzi uh, about our next book, Time yeah. Streams, coming up. And um, you can hear them on the Vorthos cast. And again, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. I just have mm-hmm. one kind of last question for you. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe two. Sorry, I got two. Okay, before we get into what we need to know before Time Streams, I have a personal question. What's going on with like dragons at this time? What is like the, is there a concurrent storyline that has, you know, the, the, dra- the elder dragons or is that like happened way before? Like what's happening concurrently? How about that? What's happening like concurrently as we go into time streams? Is there on other planes or other things that are happening as we get into this after planeswalker? Uh, if you give me one moment. Sure. Because I know there's there's other stuff happening um, at the same time. And so, like, you know, because all, all of it's going to be pushing into, and I guess, you know, I have to, the concern with Urza's time, you know, time travel and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm so excited to, like, figure, like, read what happens. <laughs> the big thing with Urza's time travel mostly is that it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> When Spoiler Karn does, alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you'll you'll see in time streams that things go very very badly with time travel. Oh, great! I can't. Wait. Um, oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is a mess. All right. Oh, so we are looking at. All right, that is Planeswalker, founding of Talaria. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned dragons and elder dragons. Uh, the founding of Talaria happens around. So thing, things happening vaguely uh, at the same time on other planes. Yeah. Um, a big part of this. Uh, it, great. Everything neatly ties together because I got to talk about Khans of Tarkir. Um, Around the time uh, that Urza is founding the Talarian Academy, and, the, and then a handful of years later, the Time Streams novel uh, takes place, um, is around the same time that Sarkin has gone back in time to save Ugin, and then the uh, changes the history of Tarkir and the oh, Elder Dragons wow. usurp the clans. Uh, uh, this happens around the same time. Um, mm. And... Uh, I, I believe we're not terribly off from the events of Ogratha. Yeah, we're shortly after this uh, um, is... God, I don't want to say like too many spoilers for Time okay, Streams. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean uh, that that's a good... I think that's a good little yeah. teaser right there. Like, they were around the same time when Sarkin goes back. And, oh, and you know. Uh, so, and, yeah. and so, Quint, like... Because of Sarkin's inter, you know, Bolas essentially mucks up Ugin and Azor's plan to trap him. So this is also the same time that Azor gets trapped on Ixalan, uh, and and uh, everything goes wrong with their plan, and he panics and hides the Immortal Sun later. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, not too long after this, uh, Ravi is going to ring the Apocalypse tri- chime on Ogratha. Um, and devastate that plane. And, uh, you know, Sarah is eventually going to go there and uh, connect with the Planeswalker Feroz, and they meet Baron Sengir, uh, and and they nurse Ogratha back to health. So so these three major events kind of happen in this weird cluster 
uh, unrelated. Right. Um, but like, it's just kind of funny how the map worked out that these things happen, I think, within the same century. Very cool. Um, well, I'm so I'm so glad you found that information. So that's like and I can picture that happening while, mm-hmm. you know, Urz is teaching class or whatever he's doing. I don't oh, even yeah. know. We'll find out. Yeah. Or, Urz is like, oh my god, I gotta stop Phyrexia. Uh, meanwhile, uh, two elder dragons are still like fighting their twenty thousand year old grudge match. Yeah, wow. Um, and he doesn't even know who they are. Right? Yeah, like this is not even a thing to him right now. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, that's 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 more than enough. Great information, Laurel. I really appreciate it so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I I think my listeners are gonna love it once again. The Vorthos cast, everyone go check it out. It's really good. It's really informative and funny. So, uh, Lorelai, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and hopefully we can do it again later. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling our podcast funny. <laughs> well, I get some of the jokes. I don't get all of them. <laughs> um, we have a good time. Hey, uh, do. We... It sounds fun. Yeah. We're uh, we're over on, on uh, SoundCloud at the Vorthos cast on Twitter at the Vorthos cast uh and and so yeah we uh have a good time okay thank you so much we'll talk to you again yeah thanks Uh, enjoy time streams okay there we go everyone there is our what are we calling this preview sode sure why not lorelei waisa labrizzi thank you so much the co-host from the vorthos cast okay the next episode people is going to be chapter one of time streams it'll come shortly uh, in a couple, I don't know when, but soon enough. I hope you're ready for it. Don't forget, you can follow along uh, on our Discord. Just check in the show notes. Uh, we have a lot of great conversations going on there right now, and it's a lot of fun so far. And if you want to support the show, you're more than welcome to by checking things out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com and just search me, Phil Dawson, making the magic, the gathering audio books, unofficial audio books. Okay, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time as we start 